0: Hello, friends. Oh, my goodness. I'm back. We are back. We are back to Chasing Wonderment. I mean, honestly, I never stop. But um, if you don't know, my family and I got COVID and I took a few weeks off to rest and recover and heal. And I am just so excited that my voice is finally like back and I can talk because there's a lot of coughing. Thankfully, we had a very easy case. We were so very blessed. Um, And I'm just really grateful to be back here. Oh my word. It is just after Christmas. So, Merry belated Christmas. And it is my favorite week of the entire year. This week is the week that I love to get really intentional with my goals for the new year. And it is everything. Like it is literally my favorite part of of the season of Christmas is like that sweet spot right after where you're getting ready for the new year and you're just excited to see what the new year might hold. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that when I first learned this, I was completely shocked, like blew my mind And that's why I have titled the episode, New Year's resolutions don't work, because they don't. Statistically, New Year's resolutions have been proven to not work. And here are the statistics. Did you know that only 8% of people that set goals at the new year actually accomplish them? So the lists we write, all the big hopes and dreams that we have for the next 365 days 8% Eight percent of us will actually accomplish them. That is like a really sad statistic. When you think about your goals in terms of the way you want to live your life and the kind of person that you want to be, the way that you want to grow, um, you know, the the life, the full, wonderful life that you want to live. If those goals are, would would get you there, that eight percent is like incredibly, incredibly sad. But here's the thing, with a few simple shifts, you can actually change that statistically, you can change that 8% to 95%. That is why I coach, that is why I do this work, that is why I do what I do, because I do not want to be in that other, wow, math is hard, um, 92%. I don't wanna be in the 92% of people that don't actually accomplish their goals that don't live their best life, because that's the point of goals, right? The point of goals is so that we can chase wonderment, so we can live our best lives, so we can live with intention and purpose. So how can we get that 8% to a much higher percentage? The first thing that we can do is to write down our goals. Statistically, if you write down your goals, you up your chances of accomplishing those goals to 42%. The next statistic is if you tell someone about your goals. If you tell someone about your goals and you actually write them down, then you up your chances to 65%. Here's my personal favorite. If you write down your goals, you tell someone about them, and you check in with them regularly, journaling prompts, (laughs) and check in with them regularly, you can up your chances of accomplishing those goals to 95%. That is where it's at. That's the sweet spot. The problem is that it's very hard to quantify lifestyle goals. If you have a weight loss goal or um, a fitness goal or business goal, those goals are really easy to quantify. So what happens is it's very hard to write down a goal of, I want to be more consistent. Or um, I want to get my house together. I want to get my life together. Those goals are much harder to quantify. So we put something vague down on a sheet of paper that probably doesn't count as writing it down because it's not specific enough and it's not very clear. You have no idea what you're doing. You don't check in. You're not um, in a group of people that is going to encourage and support and spur you on in those goals. So you forget about it and you struggle and you struggle and you get to the end of the year and you're like, "Ugh, I did nothing that I wanted to do. Friend, I don't want you to stay there. I really don't. I don't want me to stay there because I've been there. Look, I don't teach goal setting and mindset work. I don't teach it because I'm natural at it. I teach it because I struggled for so long to figure out a way that made sense for a well-rounded life. Because I don't see people out there teaching that. It's either a ton of really specific stuff based on one or two pieces of our life, like business or fitness, or it's just all these vague ideas and you write some things down and hope you accomplish it, Or maybe you set like really hard and fast rules for yourself, like you have to be up at five and you have to eat this really weird shake that doesn't taste good and you have to do all this stuff and before you know it, you've lost momentum because A, it's like miserable and B, it doesn't make allowances for the things in your life that might go wrong because let's face it, life is messy and it's going to be messy. You're going to get off track. That's part of the journey. But what happens when we set those really hard and fast rules for ourselves, or goals, whatever you want to call them, um, and you start to get off track, then you're like, oh, well, I failed. I'll start again on Monday. And Monday rolls around, and you don't really want to start on Monday, and so on and so on. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So here's what I really wanted to get into today, is how to shift those percentages, the reason that I want to talk about this is because setting lifestyle goals, intentional living goals, wonderful goals—see <laughs> what I did there—that <laughs> um, is a completely different method of goal setting than what most people have experienced, um, and it's really—it's been very difficult for me to kind of explain it because. It's very nuanced. There's a lot of different pieces. And it took me a really long time to kind of learn the process that I do now. Please note, I don't teach my methods. It's not a method. They These are tools that I have uncovered after trying and failing and trying and failing eight million bajillion different times. So the main thing that I want to say about setting goals, about getting ready for the new year, is that I want you to understand that it should impact every aspect of your life. If we really want to live with purpose, live our best lives, and be intentional and chase wonderment, then it has to apply to every aspect of your life. And what happens when you start with really specific goals is you either think, oh, I want to lose weight, but you don't have that why. Of why that would impact your life or you set these very specific goals and you know why but you're not making sure that it's really grounded and that you're well-rounded so you're not getting out of balance and out of harmony with the other aspects of your life that are important please hear me it is very very easy to get super focused on one or two aspects of your life and accidentally miss out on all the others. And like, please hear me, I've done this. I speak from experience. It's very easy for me to hyper-focus on my business because I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about helping you. I'm. I love this work. I love what I do. I love the business that I'm creating. And it's very easy for me to fall down the rabbit hole of business, 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 and then like forget to wash the laundry even though keeping my home tidy and welcoming for guests and, you know, a cozy environment for our family is very important to me. And what happens when we do that is that everything else falls off our plates. See, often goal setting, like I've mentioned a little bit in this episode already, it's often taught to like fitness industry or the business owners. And that one goal becomes like a constant obsession there is nothing wrong with being obsessed with something but I don't teach goal setting like that and I think that there's more to it than just setting a specific goal because our lives are made up of more than one or two things and that is really really important for me to remember and most goal setting advice that I've seen is typically focused on one goal So we get so hyper-focused on that one thing that we lose track of, we lose sight of the other things that matter the most. And then one day we look up and everything else in our life feels like a hot mess or a disaster. And we're like, what have I done? Oh my gosh, everything's awful. And then we have that like freak out mental panic, right? I can't be the only one that's had that. Okay, I think it's really important to focus on multiple aspects while you're goal setting. Multiple aspects of goal setting. So here is one aspect that I think is very, very important. And it's going to sound a little weird, but I can't think of any other way to describe it except vibes. Okay? If you are goal setting and you are not focusing on the vibes that you want, the feelings that you want to feel, the feelings that you want to feel in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. If you are not giving time and space to do to allow that to inform your goal setting, then you'll resist your goals like every single time. I'm telling you if you don't feel right about the goals that you're setting in your emotions, in your mind, in your body, then you will actually resist accomplishing the goals. If there's something off about your goal, if it's not aligned with your mission, with the gifts that you've been given in your personality, with all the things that you love in life, then you will fight it every step of the way. For example, if you love calm and peace and rest and quiet, then setting a goal to fill your life with a ton of activities that are, you know, good, we're gonna put air quotes around that. They're good. They might be good for you. Maybe getting up at five in the morning and working out would be good for your body, but it's not best for you because you're not account- You're not leaving time and space for the fact that you're a night owl. So if you get your energy in the late afternoon, then waking up at 5 a.m. might not be what's best for you because you are going to fight that goal every step of the way. What would be better? Maybe you set a goal to wake up a little bit later and you ensure that you set aside time for fitness. But instead of doing some crazy hit workout, maybe try Pilates instead. Because again, you are a peaceful, quiet, you love calm. So setting yourself up for a goal that doesn't fit with the kind of person that you are, with the gifts that you have, the, the giftings that you've been given, the, um, the personality that you have, you will fight that goal every step of the way. I know because I speak from experience, <laughs> your subconscious will naturally fight anything that doesn't mesh. It will. It's going to fight you every step of the way. So what if, if you have a goal to get healthier in the new year, what if instead of that workout program that is like super intense, what if you stopped and thought about who you are, the kind of person that you are, the personality that you have, what lights you up and brings you joy, and then start looking for a, a style of exercise that would work best with your personality, and you may not nail it the first time. Like it, it's an experiment because it's all an experiment, and that's a whole other um, podcast episode. I think I've actually talked about that before. If I have, I'll link it in the show notes. Hello, friends! I am interrupting this episode to bring you some really exciting news. Ready for it? Group coaching is back. If you are ready to change your life and start chasing wonderment, then I hope you'll join me for "It's a Wonderful Life." Starting in January, we are going to take a six-week deep dive into getting intentional, setting goals, and I will give you all the tools you need to start chasing wonderment, just like we've been talking in this episode today. Like I said in the episode, I'm not teaching you my methods, but I'm sharing simple tools that can help you uncover what intentional life looks like for you. These are things that you can use over and over and over again. You don't have to constantly work with me um but this is a great starting point especially when you're starting the new year so if you are interested head to chasingwonderment.com/goals. That's forward slash goals that's g-o-a-l-s i hope to see you inside and keep chasing wonderment friends Okay, so number one was your vibes, your emotional status when it comes to setting goals. How are you feeling about them? Is there resistance around them? Does it match with the kind of lifestyle you want to live? If you're not sure, go on Pinterest and look up like, um, look at the, like, the exercise videos that people share. There's all these lifestyle um you know, TikToks and Instagram where they show like clips and bits and pieces of their lives. The ones that I am drawn to are naturally more um, kind of slow paced and peaceful and they do have energetic pieces in them but it's not that high-powered push, 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 because that is not my personality. I am bubbly. I am happy. I absolutely love having a somewhat busy life, but I do not love having a stressful, high-pressured life. That works for some people. It's not going to work for me. So setting goals based on a pressured, um, high-powered, extreme lifestyle will literally make me crazy. Okay? I hope that makes sense. The next thing that I want to talk about is having well-rounded goals. One of the things that I do when I'm coaching is to teach three to five areas that are the most important. And all of my students will pick their three to five areas that are the most important to them. These things are super, super helpful. And here's why. If something In those three to five areas gets out of alignment when you see them, when you're looking at them, when you're checking in on them because that's something that we do when we're coaching and beyond if you choose to continue the work that I teach. Um, When something gets out of alignment, you'll pick up on them faster. You'll notice it because you are very in tune with what is the absolute most important thing to you. When you know what is absolutely most important, when it gets out of alignment, you notice it so much faster. You can pick it up, you can shift, you can make little tiny adjustments, to help you make sure that you are living the life that you want, that you are being intentional, that you are living your best life. The next thing that is really helpful with that is that um, it actually can help you to not overcommit and not people please, and not get sidetracked. What? Yes, that is actually a thing. I promise you, these three to five things, getting really clear on them can massively help you when it comes to making decisions. Because a lot of the time, we get really overwhelmed when we're trying to make decisions because we want to help people, we want to make people happy, we want to do something fun, whatever your reasoning for wanting to say yes, But maybe it's not the most aligned thing. So knowing these three to five things that are the most important to you helps you because if it's something that's going to take you away from one of those things and you know that that is not in the best interest of your life, then you have an opportunity to say, okay, you know, this is not going to work for me right now, maybe next month. Um, let's get it on the schedule for a few months from now. I would love to help you out, but I can't do it right now because I'm booked. And by booked, you mean you have those three to five things that are the absolute utmost importance to you and there isn't space for anything else and for you to also maintain that harmony, har- harmony, harmoniousness that you want to have in your life. It is... I can't even begin to tell you how much this has helped me because I used to be a people pleaser. I am a recovering people pleaser, y'all. It is so hard for me to say no to things because I want to love on people and I want to encourage them and I want to let them know that they feel loved and I want to be there for them, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. But what inevitably ends up happening is when I overcommit or I'm struggling with people pleasing, then the people that really matter the most, <clears throat> my family, get shoved to the back burner. And the point of having these three to five most important things isn't that we ever take on, or that we don't take on anything that's not in those, because sometimes there is a time and a place to take on something that's not in our most important things. But it's designed to help you make sure that you're not losing track of the most important things because it is so easy to lose track of what's important to us. It is so easy. It's so easy to take on and take on and take on to make everybody else happy and suddenly the people that matter the most to you, your kids, your, your significant other, your besties, those people are getting pushed to the back burner because you're so busy trying to make everyone else happy. And this could lead me down a massive rant about, like, self-care and why taking care of yourself is so important, but we're not going to do that right now. That's probably a podcast for another day. Okay, after we've talked about our vibes, the the things that we want to feel, the way that we want to live our lives, not just specific goals and details, but kind of that really big picture um Feels vibe stuff. I'm sorry if you're not a feeler um, and this might feel really weird to you. You might, or this might think (laughs) really weird to you. It might sound weird, but I promise taking that really big picture aspect and then we kind of narrow it into five things that are the most important. And then the very last thing that you do is you get really specific on one or two goals. I typically recommend one. But the point of this is not that we are hyper-focusing on this one goal. It's that we've got tiers and areas of focus that help you continually be intentional. That help you continually chase your version of wonderment. Because it's going to be different for every single one of us. I mean... I'm an Enneagram 7. If you're into personality typing, if you've ever looked into that, Enneagram 7s are driven by fun. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. My mom is an Enneagram 9. She loves peace. If it's not peaceful, she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Fours. If you're an Enneagram 4, they love um, artistic individuality. So if it doesn't make them feel like they're living a unique life, they're probably not going to do it. So we take these larger pieces of the puzzle and then we narrow it down to make sure that we're focusing on the things that matter the most and then we pick one aspect of our lives that we really would like to see some massive shifts in. And that's where we get into the nitty gritty of actually goal setting. But I'm telling like we don't get to goal setting when I coach until like week five, four, five, and six because there's other stuff we need to talk about before that. We we'd go into the clarity. We go into vision casting for the future. We pick our three to five goals. We work on our mindsets because if your mindset's not right, you will never accomplish these goals. And again, I'm speaking from experience. I promise you, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> okay. So, I really hope that this encourages you to take a different look at your goal setting, at your New Year's resolutions, as you're preparing for the new year, because guys, we're almost there. It's so exciting. I am so ready to let go of 2021 and step into the new year. But as you are doing that, if you whether you work with me or you don't, you can use these ideas to help you have a more well-rounded, harmonious goal setting experience. I really, really hope that you will take a look at the kind of person that you want to be, the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. Make a vision board on Pinterest with beautiful photos. What does that look like? Does it look like um, someone who is working out consistently and drinking like all the smoothies? Does it look like someone who has a lot of peace in their life and it's slow living and homemade bread? What does that look like? Put those vibes into something that you can see, like visually with your eyes. Something that you feel like you can put yourself in that space and think, oh, that's where I belong. That's what that looks like. I know exactly what that looks like because I can feel it. You need to give yourself time and space to understand what that kind of lifestyle would look like and make sure that it aligns with who you've been created to be. And then give yourself some time and space to get really clear on what is most important. Because again, those couple of things will help you stay grounded, especially if you check in with them on a consistent basis. This is one of the most important things that I give my clients as they are finished with coaching with me is a set of check-in worksheets. I do them at the end of every every single month yes I said every single month it is that important it has changed my life that much it has helped me stay consistent that much it is worth every second of your time I promise you and then the last thing is then get really clear on not 12 not 279 not 20 one goal just one goal if you really are not comfortable settling down with one goal write down two but pick one to try first, just just one, just one goal and get really clear. What would that goal look like? How would it look when you apply it to your lifestyle, the vision of who you wanna be and how you wanna live, the experiences that you wanna have? What does that look like? Get super, super, super clear on that because that kind of goal setting, this kind of goal setting, this sets you up for a life of chasing wonderment. And I can say that with confidence because I've learned this the hard way. I've taught myself and learned how to set goals in a way that applies to all the areas of my life because I was setting goals in a way that only applied to one or two and my life just felt so whacked. It was so out of balance and not harmonious and when you realize that there is a different way that you can have more steady um, goal setting and vision and creating that lifestyle you want while still accepting that there's going to be ups and downs and bumps along the way because life is messy and sometimes you wake up late and your schedule gets off and that's okay, <laughs> that's when you start chasing wonderment, friends. I hope this was encouraging. I hope it helps. Um, like I mentioned in the ad for the program that I said earlier, um, there is a new group of coaching. It is called It's a Wonderful Life. We are starting in the beginning of January. If you have any questions at all, head to ChasingWonderment.com forward slash goals. You can find out all the info. You can sign up if you're ready. If you need to ask questions, oh my goodness, please reach out to me. Send me a DM. I'm at ChasingWonderment on Instagram. Send me an email, Kate at Chasing Wonderment. Basically, if you want to find me, just look up Chasing Wonderment and I'll probably show up somewhere. Um, But this goal setting is a six-week program where I basically walk you through how to set goals in a way that applies to all the aspects of your life that helps you have a more well-rounded, life that is more intentional so you can start chasing wonderment and then I release you back out into the world with all the journaling prompts so you can do it on your own and by the way if you're not real happy doing it on your own if you want some accountability I've got some news coming up in a few weeks and I'm really excited to share with you so thank you for being here merry belated Christmas thank you for listening and I cannot wait to chat again in 2022 what see you friends hey there if you really enjoyed this podcast i was hoping you would take a second to let me know come follow me on instagram at chasing wonderment and just send me a dm and tell me how much you enjoyed it i so appreciate it and i would love to get to know you